0: So, no, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no,
3: no, 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 no. No, 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 no,
0: no,
1: no, Sean, no, no, no. Fuckin' been there. Maze, you better fire it up, dude. Drive your fucking Wallyi-Bird! <laughs> the whole world is in the power of the evil one. The devil. And the media that he uses to control the world is television. Television. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Welcome to the TV book club on the Count of Dings Network, a nuanced discussion about television that captures our imaginations. I'm your host, Anthony Mays, and today I'm joined by Jake Hoy, Eden Liu, Anthony Canton III, Emmanuel Adetungi, and Walter Mays. This week, the end is nigh, so let's get blue for Watchmen Episode 9, See How They Fly, which is of course a lyric from I Am The Walrus, which plays to close out the show. Emmanuel, we'll start with you since you're joining us. Joining us at the close here, how did the season finale land for you? How was the season at a whole? Where do you stand on The Watchmen?
0: This was definitely a top three show for me this year. Um, I know a concern from last week's show was they had a lot of questions that needed to be answered and how they would answer them in the last episode. Um, and I think they did a pretty good job of doing that. Um, I really did like the last episode. Um, I really liked the last scene of the episode and how it left us in suspense. Um there were some things uh, that I noted, just some little uh, things that happened in the episode. Um, I guess we can cover them later. Uh, but overall, as a whole, I really liked the whole season. I really liked how the season ended.
2: Yeah, Jake, they didn't give you that Lube Man closing scene that you were dying for. <laughs>
4: you know, I wanted that epilogue. Oh, no. It's going to be in the DVD extras. Don't worry. That's yeah. season two, guys.
2: Lube man.
3: <laughs> I wish. Yeah, I wish there was a season two. But but it's funny, like when you think about uh, the way that this episode stuck the landing, and I think the yeah. conversation immediately afterwards um, were, was basically generalized around the idea that I'm good with this. I'm good with this ending. Oh yeah. It doesn't need. To, yeah. It doesn't need to continue. Um, there's wow. some poignant dialogue from from Will Reeves at the end that I thought that just encapsulated what closing this out was supposed to be. And um, everybody played their part. They they and it's funny. You think 67 minutes is not enough time for the amount of stories that you would you would like to see in an episode, but I thought that the the time, not a second was wasted in terms of what they did in this final episode. And I'm, I'm very, very happy with it. I'm very satisfied.
1: Yeah, man, overjoyed really with the whole series. I mean, it's as close to a masterpiece as we get in this sort of era. You know, I mean, as inventive as television has gotten, this was really ambitious television and, and all entertainment too. You know, it wasn't, it was high, low, It really, it was audacious television making. I mean, it was incredible. I I loved the finale and I loved that they snuck in even a lady true story. You know, they, 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 they they gave us that backstory, which they'd been holding back from us. And we got started with Jeremy Irons, who I just, you know, I just loved watching him throughout the series And it was, it surprised me to spend 20 minutes with him at the top of the episode, but Mm -hmm. it was, um, I just, I was just enthralled watching the whole hour.
2: It's really been a great journey. We've come so far since episode one, so much has changed episode to episode. We learn more each week. The mysteries keep unraveling and it's Hard for me to pick a favorite at this point of all the episodes. I, I They all kind of sparkle in their own way.
1: It's yeah. tough. I mean, I'd say the Ooh. most, for me, the most surprising one was when Blake comes into the story and yeah, so the phone booth three. episode because it was the most, it felt jarring at the time, but it was so satisfying at the end of it and it it set the pace that every episode was thereafter going to be very different right because in one one was fairly traditional pilot Mm -hmm. as dramatic and inventive as it was and, and as much of a rush as it was it was fairly traditional television narrative and two wasn't that far from it but three felt like something very different indeed. And thereafter, the switching to these points of view of each character. But Blake, th- that sort of let me know that we were in unusual territory.
3: Mm, I thought the best combination mm. of, of episodes, I would say, mm. was the hooded justice into the Dr. Yeah. Manhattan reveal. That yeah. was, That's yeah. just like as a whole if you think about like what we experienced in, yeah. in, in watching those those mm-hmm. those which what they felt like events and yeah. um it was just excellent to see
2: dad in the podcast with craig Mazin, lindelof talked extensively about all of the things that he wanted to take from the original graphic novel and carry with him into the new show and he structured it similarly with the episodes focusing on each individual character. How would you evaluate this in light of what came before? Was it a worthy follow-up? Did it eclipse the original in any way? Oh, no, it didn't. It didn't eclipse. because, And I don't think it
4: even attempted to eclipse. I think what it did was it built upon it in a very, very smart way. Um, and the area's... The areas where Lindelof decided to go big or go home, uh, he he always it always worked. The only areas in which it sort of let me down was in areas where I was tricked into having an expectation. And it you should never ever fault a TV series for not doing what you want. Go write your own goddamn TV series. But right. but you know, there were there were moments that I thought, you know, oh, I wish that had happened. But other than that, no, what they did, they did extreme. And uh, it uh, what they did. In fact, the only thing he did that I could find uh, is he changed John Osterman's parents. He changed the the, the, from the comic book. Mm -hmm. But everything else was like they just picked it up where it left off. He didn't he didn't, you know, uh, he didn't come up with some magic uh, magic thing that changed history. He uh, and so Lori, Lori rang completely true to me. Um, uh, The whole Cal into John back into Cal into who the hell he is now all rang true to me with what we know about Dr. Manhattan and picking up the the way that dr manhattan experiences the world and time and particles and sees what we can't see that was all gone into even in more depth than the comic book and i thought that was extremely well done uh the genius stroke of making the first uh, masked hero a black man, and all the parallels between Will Reeves as Hooded Justice and Angela Abar as Sister Knight were were beautifully done. I I, I think this is I think this is really one of the 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 TV events uh, of the year, and certainly one of the the best picking up a comic book and running with it things that I've ever seen anybody do.
1: Yeah, I mean this was uh, like if you think about shows across the decade and like this was I found this one as satisfying and surprising as I found uh, Fargo season one yeah which I totally just was like expecting not to dig at all you know because I just was like why would they be adapting a movie that's as great as that one (laughs) without the Coen brothers you know and then I watched it I was like oh my god that's incredible you know everything about it
2: yeah, and that's a great comp because it's not a sequel. It's right. the themes. Yes, it's, it's
1: the location. They, in that case, it was location. It was tone. And, and this, I mean, I had questions, you know, and I had quibbles about some of the logic that was applied, but it was still so bold, you know? I mean, it, when it was just so big. The stakes felt genuine and no one rushed in to save the day at the end, which was such a relief.
2: The cold open begins in Karnak with the filming of Vite's video to Robert Redford from episode five. A cleaning woman <laughs> with big circular glasses hacks his office computer, revealing a fridge full of jizz behind a painting of <laughs> Alexander the Great. As Beyond impregnates herself while staring at the painting, she says... Fuck you, Ozymandias. <laughs> no love child. The baby was stolen. Yeah. Which is a little
5: disappointing, if, if oh, I'm I being Oh, I love honest. that
2: detail.
5: I'm, I'm into a love child storyline. I like <laughs> that drama. Are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah,
0: I like the twist because normally, I mean, the theory, you know, came up a couple episodes earlier that True uh, was Ozymandias' daughter. You know, you would assume that, you know, he had an affair with whoever her mother would be uh, and for her to just kind of just take his, take a semen and just impregnate herself that way that was definitely a funny uh, twist that I, I didn't see it coming at all
5: yeah it was definitely in the vein of the show I feel but I just personally I'm all for a love sto- love child storyline
2: <laughs> flash forward to 2008 as Lady True approaches Karnak Vite essentially says no soliciting and attempts to turn her away before Lady True explains she knows about the squid and calls him the smartest man in the world nothing like praise <laughs> to open doors he invites her in for tea complains about redford not returning his calls and demonstrates a squid drop he says i wrote a random algorithm to deter amateur sleuths looking for any kind of pattern lady true calls it a rerun says vite stopped the clock meaning the doomsday clock and then vite jokes about having a hotline to mars which lady true will later market. And True knows that Dr. Manhattan isn't on Mars, it's just a decoy, and she throws Vite's line back at him for an immediate callback. It's just a random algorithm to deter amateur sleuths looking for any kind of pattern. (laughs) True can locate Dr. Manhattan's unique frequency, and she launched a probe that will reach Europa in five years, 72 days, 9 hours, and 17 minutes. Vite obviously remembered this timeline and knew that that's when he would have to make his message. So the probe from the episode where he finally escapes the atmosphere that's orbiting Europa yeah. is sent there for that express purpose. I thought maybe it was always there, but he had a very limited timeline in order to make this happen. I loved that detail. And we kind of like knew this, but yeah. didn't put all the pieces together together. The way that it's revealed in this episode.
4: Well, it, the thing that that really solidified in in this episode was that there that Veidt left nothing to chance. That absolutely everything was his plan. Yeah. Everything was in his script. There was there was no randomness at all. And I, I that was really fun the way that all came together. I, yeah. I although it just he just becomes the most ridiculous megalomaniac there's ever been. He's just. <laughs> He's, he's, he's insane. It just kills me. The best.
5: Yeah. Yeah. He's a great
4: one though. Like we love him. So (laughs) wonderful.
2: Yeah. But he can't see a wrench coming from behind. But he cannot see a wrench coming behind (laughs) from an (laughs) Oklahoma hayseed. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's true to his original character, right?
2: Oh yeah. It's, it's kind of giving it a boost even.
1: I mean, he, Yeah. yeah. I mean, he says as much right at the end. It takes one to know one.
4: Yeah, that beautiful little Latin translation. That was great.
2: Uh Lady True wants to destroy Dr. Manhattan, take his power and fix the world. She wants to do all the things he should have done, which is a great recurring theme in this episode. Having power and people perceiving that you're not using it appropriately. Lady True designed a quantum centrifuge capable of absorbing his energy, but she's not super liquid right now and she needs just a little.
6: Forty-two, bill. It's a half a mil a week. I've got Austerlitz. I've got my campaign and I'm not super liquid. So I'm just I'm just wondering if I can hit you for like like a a little hundred mil
2: a little
3: hundred
1: mil
4: yeah, that was, that's some great science gobbledygook, uh, a, a quantum centrifuge. Uh, give me a break. but okay. you, you just distill the quantum energy, Dad. That's all you do.
2: I, I knew that, but you got to filter it first or else you're Not only did this sound like Connor Roy asking for money from Logan on the boat in the season finale of Succession, it also kind of sounds like Elon Musk saying, I could build a Hyperloop.
6: Yeah.
2: yeah, here's the plans. But I'm
6: not I c-
2: gonna do it. I need 42 bill. That's yeah. it. I could,
1: <laughs> I could build a rocket that will take off and land itself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's funny. Lady True explains she's Adrian's daughter, and despite him never giving himself to a woman. He doesn't say a man, Dad. <laughs> Rorschach hypothesized he was gay. It's, it does not explain the, the fridge full of jizz. <laughs> you gotta have a fridge full of jizz. I mean. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it, it's the
1: new it's the new accessory for every man cave.
2: Exactly. Vite calls Beyond a thief, explains his life story of how he gave up his family fortune, rejects Lady True's offer, and says he will never. Call her daughter. They
4: didn't play the Pearl Jam song. Yeah. No, they just went. They just went for. <laughs> Vite has three songs. Lacrimosa, um, right. <laughs> the, the, the Blue Danube, and the, the Baccarole. Those are the three songs over and over and over for him.
2: Slowly driving us insane. Exactly. Just <laughs> like him on, on, on uh, Europa. We go back to. Adrian in his cell, blowing out imaginary candles on a mud cake. I guess that Phillips and Crookshanks couldn't bake the cake this time. (laughs) As a ship enters the atmosphere, Vite sneaks out through the tunnel he built with the horseshoe. The game warden comes to stop him and shoots him. However, Vite caught the bullet. Eden, what did you think of him catching the bullet here? Did this make any sense to you?
5: I didn't... Like, I wasn't sure how... He was able to.
2: So this is Adrian Veidt's signature move. He brags about it in the comic before doing it. When Laurie tries to shoot Uh, him, he catches the bullet. And while it was based on his extreme athleticism and sleight of hand quickness, even though he's old, we're just going to give it to him this time. Sure, he can still catch bullets. He's still got it.
5: Reminds me of the Prestige.
1: I just assumed he had some special coating in his outfit, you know, his costume. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. When he revealed that he caught the bullet, I was like, and how would he do that?
6: Yeah.
1: Unless it's a bullet on a string. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
5: prestige
2: vibes. Do they have those? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there they do. Yeah, that one was one of the few... Easter egg type references that they didn't plant a seed for. Right. No. Right. It's kind of interesting that he didn't brag about it to Phillips at some point or anything. So people that don't know the comic, that must have really come out of left field. That's yeah. what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. I that was very comic booky. Yeah.
5: Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah, right up my alley.
5: For, to be funny honest, thing sometimes was, I forget the show is like a comic book. But show. this... Episode, That's what I like about it, I think.
1: Good as it was, was the most comic booky of the series.
5: Definitely.
4: Well, yeah, because they have they've got all this shit they've got to resolve. And it yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and it in and the and one of the things that is a result of this is that uh both to a certain extent, Angela and and Lori lose agency as the big guns mm-hmm. move into position, and Lady True turns into a classic comic book villain. Yeah, I don't think there was any way they were going to get themselves out of this, you mm-hmm. know, up to and including standing there while your dream falls on your head. It's like run for fuck. You know what, though, and, you her, know?
1: her her villainy is a little more complicated than traditional comic book villainy. No, because I didn't see her. I thought one of the coolest things that the show did was, is she a villain? Yeah, we didn't know who the bad guy
5: was. Right. I mean
1: like all of a sudden, I it's not like I trust Vite to make the right decision that she should be annihilated. You know, who's to say she won't do the right thing with these powers? Who's to say she won't do what she says she's going to? Well,
4: if the overwhelming theme of the show has been what being a god does to you or right. since do to you one can only hypothesize i guess you know we could have another another version where lady true lives and cleans the air and gets rid of the noobs mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i don't think that's gonna happen that's
5: just never how the story goes it and I mean, happens it's, that way the show know? still is a little bit like comic book tropey so you know has to stick stay true
4: a little. yeah yeah shout I mean, out to the tropes And, and your clue, your clue is how unstable she gets when Mm -hmm. John transports other way and she loses her fucking
2: mind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She's going to destroy the world. I got it. Got it. She is type A. She's not much of an improviser. Yeah. Type
1: A though, you know, control freak for sure. Fair
2: enough. So after catching the bullet, Vite tangles with the game warden and stabs him with the horseshoe. As he bleeds out, the game warden asks about the mask, and Vite says, masks make men cruel. We learn that Vite created the game warden to keep himself entertained for eight years until he was going to catch his flight back to Earth. He boards the ship as all of his servants bid adieu to him, and we see the full message as save me daughter, <laughs> emphasis on the daughter there. Not Dr. Manhattan, as was the only other real option. And Vite is encased in gold carbonite, becoming the statue we see in the Vivarium. Nice. That was very dope.
5: Shouts out to that guy who predicted that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know who you are.
0: (laughs) With the message, Save Me Daughter, was it? Do you think that um, he put daughter intentionally because he knew with Daughter True would save him because he easily could have just put Lady True, right?
2: As she acknowledges when when he's defrosted, he knew what he was doing. He was... He was
1: capitulating.
2: I'll never call you Daughter. Oh, now I will, because I need something. She enjoyed every second of that. Smash (laughs) cut to his grand defrosting in the present day. Lady True is about to tell Beyond the truth about her identity because she doesn't want Adrian to spoil it, but Beyond has already figured out that she is... Lady True's mother, Lady True, asks about the message on Europa as she gives Adrian water. Well, he's like nodding. He can't really talk. She says, wow, there must be a cool story behind that, Mm -hmm. which I loved. True has woken up. Adrian, to witness her triumph, asks him to change clothes, and then he immediately deduces that Beyond is a clone. The Millennium Clock launches a floating orb, and Lady True is ready to roll out. Let's roll out! The newspaper salesman, Bonnie Colvin... Witnesses Lady True's team arriving in Greenwood in front of the Dreamland Theater. He compliments her hat, which is awesome, by the way. Oh, yeah. I was going to say something, but then the show decided to compliment itself. <laughs> and Veid picks up a paper. He can't believe that that douchebag, Robert Redford, is still president. Man, they really had a falling out. That's the scenes I want, is Jeremy Irons and... President Robert Redford (laughs) bickering about the world. Yep. Bonnie Colvin says Jeremy Irons could be a birthday party level Osmandius impersonator. (laughs) Oh, God.
5: That was so great.
2: Which follows lori critiquing the age of the statue so the people within yeah. the show are not afraid to take shots at jeremy irons <laughs> veit says the end is nigh which is of course the phrase on the sign that rorschach carries around when he's not wearing his mask in the graphic novel three escalades pull up to the abandoned jc penny in a wheelchair bound joe keen senior throws up cyclops sign lori is bound to a chair as we hear radio chatter from the seventh cavalry at the abar house Wade approaches Laurie from the shadows and they catch up as Dr. Manhattan is teleported into the lithium battery cage. Angela tortures the last remaining cavalry member by breaking his fingers, which is what Rorschach would do to get information. Yeah. Nice. And Joe Keane launches into his victory speech as he slowly undresses.
6: 34 years ago, Adrian Veidt unleashed his monster on the world. no, Not his giant, one-eyed octopus, but his puppet president. First, he took her guns. And then he made us say sorry, over and over again, sorry. Sorry for the alleged sins of those who died decades before we were born. Sorry for the color of our skin. All we wanted was to Get cops and masks, take some power back, start ourselves a little culture war. And if we control both sides of it, then I could come riding up on a white horse right into the White House. And yeah, I'll admit it was a little half baked. But then three years ago, the White Knight, we sent out a bunch of our guys to get the war rolling. And it goes exactly as planned. Until my phone rings. It's Mike over there, and he's all fucked up. He tells me he's calling from a payphone in Gila Flats, New Mexico. And that makes no sense at all, because I just saw Mike half hour before he drove off to shoot some cops here in Tulsa, so I said Mike. How the fuck are you in Gila Flats, New Mexico? I got a telephone. He got teleported. Now there's only one fella who can zap people wherever he wants and it just so happens he was born in Gila Flats. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest of honor, Dr. Manhattan. The most powerful being in the world, incognito, delivered unto us right here in Oklahoma. How can that be a coincidence? The thermodynamic miracle.
5: That that was just so, like, narcissistic, for one, and kind of hot, in a way.
4: Oh, no, not kinda, Eden. No, 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 no. Somebody loves me very, very much (laughs) to put James woke in a state of undress. That was... That was pretty hot, smoking hot. I don't know the the weird undies were kind of no. That was
5: that was what made it hot.
4: (laughs) The weird undies are a callback to the comic. Yeah, Manhattan couldn't figure out what to wear, and he just (laughs) and and he just kept wearing less and less and less. (laughs) The the V V shaped panties were. Is that what he is that what he destroys Vietnam in? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then after that, he just decided, fuck it, and started going naked all the time.
5: That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I didn't know he was that buff under uh, those suits he's been wearing all
4: season, by no. the way. You, oh, you mean James Woke?
5: Yeah, Senate, Senator Senator oh. Keene. I yeah. was he like he spent
1: mm, about nice. eight <laughs> weeks working out for that scene dude. <laughs> yeah. <eating>. Come, <laughs> no. Come on, dude. <laughs> <spend> any, <laughs> any any guy, any male actor <laughs> who's gonna be bare chested on a show <laughs> spends about a month.
5: Also in he has the perfect amount of chest sessions.
4: hair. Doesn't he just? Could <laughs> we just have a separate podcast? Yes. About I mean, this, I, I am this, loving this so.
1: This much. was so. This was sadly goofiest moment of the episode. Oh, I'm
4: yes. sorry. To yes. Say. Yes. He's the he's <laughs> villain who's going to tell you how he's going to do things and and so he's not going to go around swinging his dick at everybody. No. Oh Let my! Let me tell no. you exactly well, what, what was, that we're going to do. That was one do. of the lines
3: of the episode. <laughs> that was so one good. of the lines of the episode. Wait. When Laurie goes, you look stupid in those panties, yeah. and then he goes, I'm about to become the most powerful man alive, Laurie. Waving my dick in people's faces is just overkill. yee
1: Let's get blue. That's so great. That kind of saved the moment. <laughs> For
2: sure. This speech that he gives gives us a pretty good look into the cavalry's big agenda. We learn more about the White Knight. We finally get the explanation. I, I like how the <laughs>
0: They connected all that uh, yeah. because in the first and when when we see the white knight for the first time and we see that Calvary member, it just cuts to Angela in the hospital. So then we kind of wonder what happened. And then episode eight, we find out that he um, that Dr. Manhattan uh, stepped in and I automatically assumed yeah. he killed him. And yeah. then in this final episode, yeah. we found out that he was teleported. And that's how the seven Calvary found out uh, that Dr. Manhattan was in Oklahoma. I really liked how they connected all that together and it made sense. Yeah, but this that was one of my the questions,
1: question, questions. Why didn't he kill him?
2: Sloppy. Sloppy work.
1: Corporate malfeasance he didn't have or control. is
2: he's only oh, well,
1: well, it
5: was like, you know, yeah. he didn't,
2: he didn't, he didn't he was, have a choice, man. Oh, yeah. He was blacked
5: out. He didn't ask for I any of this.
1: I didn't see that in the <laughs> subtitles. I did not see that explanation in the subtitles Eden. Why but guys, it's like life-saving mm, situation. Weird. Oh, let me Let me just teleport this guy back to his own home. His
5: powers just bubble out. It's like a thing he can't control. He doesn't even know that he's back to Dr. Manhattan. It's like he doesn't even remember. This is just all me theorizing. I know.
4: This is is one of my logic problems. He just just did a giant go away, and he made him go away. It's like wishing him away to the cornfield.
5: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm I was
1: convinced.
4: You clearly don't have a lot of experience, Jake, dealing with omni omniscient
2: beings. So, well, I mean,
1: this, I mean, it's it's still amazing to me that he couldn't teleport the cannon somewhere else. Oh, we're know. not
2: back
4: to this again, <laughs> Jake, are we? <laughs> well, you know, I'm just like Anthony should Anthony shipped back clearly it. that he was drunk, and that's why.
2: <laughs> he yeah. <laughs> oh, okay man.
1: okay okay i still love the show i just
5: this
2: is I still love the show i said manhattan was drunk Lindelof said he was getting a software update and then it yeah. took a while to load <laughs> that was his so explanation that? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, that's yep. amazing. Yep. imagine yeah. that your phone's been off for 10 years <laughs> and you turn it on
5: it glitches for a little bit it oh, takes a little okay.
2: while to reconnect to the network
5: yeah that's a great way to put it
2: it's important to note that keen clearly orchestrated the white knight even though he told wade that he came in after the fact he was hanging out with the dude that went to kill angela 30 minutes before he that guy went on his mission so i think he might have been involved <laughs> dad i wanted to ask you Lindelof and mazen kind of went into detail on in the pod about keen's original plan the cavalry's original plan which was essentially to create a culture war with the cops and masks and the the seventh cavalry in masks and this was gonna vault him to the presidency i don't think that it necessarily needs to be viable because we don't see that plan run through they they changed their course after these these new developments but what did you think of That whole genesis with with the cavalry.
4: Well, I I thought it made as much sense as any argument they were going to make that didn't involve – uh, otherworldly powers from a comic book. Um it did sound like something that a bunch of we're smarter than everybody else white racists would try to perpetrate and we never did we never did learn if masks happened outside of Tulsa or not is Tulsa the only place in the United States where the the cops are masked and I I never was satisfied it was never satisfactory to explain to me how this thing happening only in Tulsa could possibly vault him to anything other than, you know, Mary of Tulsa, I, it, it doesn't seem like it was going to be a path to the presidency. <laughs> <thing>. um, yeah. <laughs> I remember, like,
0: um, when Lori was first assigned to Oklahoma. Where was she? Where was she um, at? She was
4: in Saigon
0: before she went to uh, Oklahoma. Lori was in D.C. So I don't think anything was mentioned, um, you know, in that in the briefing meeting, right? I don't. I feel like that would have come up. Yeah. When they talked about, uh, it seemed like they were. Uh, they kind of talked about them in a, kind of like an alienated sort of way because um, they did mention that the, the police officers did wear masks, masks in Oklahoma. Yeah, so I, I think d- that's that's told me that it wasn't a, a, a country. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: So so I, I really I was really never I was really never quite certain that his plan would have actually borne any fruit. But the other thing that came out of this, we never get an answer to who the third person who survived. Yeah, right. that, That's definitely oh,
2: yeah. a big one to me. We're not counting spouses, so there has to be a third officer. It's interesting that never came up.
1: Panda, it's
2: panda. Spin
5: off, spin off,
2: spin Everything's panda. Panda should have written the PDpedia. There should have been a pandapedia.
5: Pandapedia,
2: yeah. There <laughs> we go. Perfect content.
5: Panda gets a spin off. Let me here for it.
2: Judd and Jane Crawford got close with the A bars while the cavalry did research. The synthetic lithium from zillions of watch batteries was used to create a cage that confuses Dr. Manhattan. I'll let this one slide since Dr. Manhattan invented these batteries. Okay. Sure. If you get enough of them, I guess he can be his own kryptonite. I'll I'll take it. Keen's logic for bringing Lori down is a little flimsy as well, but she tells him he looks stupid in those panties. (laughs) Such a good line. Angela arrives. She tries to warn Keen. She tells him that Lady True knows about the cavalry's plan. And Angela, thank God someone finally did this. She points out all the True equipment all over the place. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Where'd you get this from? <laughs> we stole it! <laughs> we stole it! You but idiots. he fails to see that it's part What's of the... Lady True's larger yeah. plan. Keen enters his little chamber. A cavalryman flips a switch. A bright light flashes and suddenly they're in downtown Greenwood. As everyone is disoriented, Lady True uses powerful magnets to collect all the guns and is surprised <laughs> to see Angela. She tells her, I'm fulfilling my promise to your grandfather. He gave me your husband, and I'm giving him justice. Mm-hmm. Man, so... <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, buddy. They made a deal. They each had something the other wanted, yeah. and they worked together. Well,
1: Dr. Manhattan made a deal.
2: Right. Oh, now you get it. Now yeah. I get it. This Jake. was a suicide
1: mission all along.
2: Well, this was,
1: yeah, because that's what always had happened. This was a choice, you, you Walter. Didn't.
5: Yeah, I don't know if you knew that, Jake. This was but-
1: a choice, Eden.
5: <laughs> no, no.
1: You want it out.
5: choice?
1: You want it out.
5: That's like next level meta. like.
2: So you're saying this is like the story of Atlas? <laughs> Doctor Manhattan is tired of holding up the world, so he tricks somebody else into taking the power away from him.
1: It's having an existential crisis, man. Yes,
2: he. Yes, he is. It happens to That's us all. He's always had an existential
1: yeah, he's crisis.
5: He's constantly living one.
4: <laughs> and he's and he's always known and he's always known there was going to be an end. So he walks right into it. He walks right into his own destruction. You betcha.
2: Eight obelisks blast the floating ore with purple beams as Vite approaches Lori and lifts her upright. Oh, shit. Am I dead? (laughs) No, (laughs) but the night is young. (laughs) I love Lori so much. This was an amazing moment, Dad. I loved them
4: upside down seeing each other. That was so great. (laughs) I love that he called her. I wonder if this confused people. It's just asic and everybody's going what who's who's what's because that? that's her original name Lori, just before she took her father's name that was and great
5: I, I just like love laurie's tone she's uh, like so dry in her delivery yeah. it's so perfect like <laughs> i smart.
4: big we'll, fan big fan i mean they i would have again i'll say it again i would have liked her to have had more agency in the outcome of the story but every single moment they gave her gene smart just knocks out of the yeah. park so wow. She's
1: yeah. brilliant. Ever since she sat down on that couch, though.
3: Yeah. <laughs> she stayed sitting down.
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> she wasn't allowed to get back up, basically, from that point on.
1: The crazy thing, what I think upsets you, Walter, is that she was actually subdued by the 7th Cavalry.
2: Yeah,
4: I didn't like that.
1: Because they're bumbling idiots.
4: Yeah. She Although,
1: right- that that cage was pretty sick.
4: Yeah, the, the the lithium
2: cage. Yeah,
1: they don't quite know how they pulled A lot that of
2: batteries. off.
1: batteries. Yeah. Yeah, like that was next level.
2: Lady True claps at Cyclops and opens Keen's chamber, allowing his liquefied body to ooze all over the floor. So we got what we wanted, Dad. Oh yes,
5: yeah, you I, and, totally and the, called that. And the,
2: and the thing
4: is, with his with his just motherfucking asshole, yeehaw! Let's get blue shit. <laughs> he wasn't. I would have been so upset. You know. He, he's a bumbling fucking idiot, you know, as Lady True basically explains. You know, you don't filter it. That's what you get.
2: So as the oozing body spreads out all over the floor into Dr. Manhattan's cage, <laughs> all I could think to myself was, organic material! Yeah. And I thought Angela would have to eat Joe Keen's guts in order to get Dr. Manhattan's powers. Oh, I'm so glad. It's probably a good thing I'm not a writer on this show. <laughs> hey, I'll bet you
1: they discussed it, Maze. Oh, sure. Sure.
2: Lady True says she needed the cavalry to capture Manhattan so he wouldn't see her coming. This is kind of interesting because this would be the the version of the tachyons that, that Veidt used in the graphic novel. But he obviously did see her coming, right? He knew all this would happen.
4: Well, he knew she was going to happen, but once he's in the cage, he doesn't know where he is anymore. And so, yeah, I mean,
2: I, so why couldn't she just build the cage? You know, like, I don't know what the cavalry as like a, a barrier did to stop Dr. Manhattan from perceiving, but she says she needed it. Okay. Mission accomplished.
1: Well, what they did was they allowed for the race story.
3: (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. Let me tell you about that about uh, Lady True reading about to read that letter and them stopping it and just being like, just kill us. It encapsulates how racists are it was so amazing because (laughs) racist people don't want to hear that they're racist so they're like yo just kill me I ain't doing shit
5: (laughs) just fucking kill us that was so funny yeah it was was great like just do it (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah. that's the other thing is, you know, Francis Fisher had had precious little to do, but boy, she did it well. Yeah, oh, she delivered yeah, too. She yeah.
1: delivered, yeah. too. Yeah. You're absolutely
2: right. Yeah. Jane Crawford cemented her place in the coldest bitch Hall of Fame. You betcha. We don't want to hear your little <laughs> yeah. speech. The obelisk beam seemingly vaporized Cyclops. Maybe they just teleported them to Gila Flats, New Mexico, as yes, Dr. I mean- Manhattan uses Keene's blood puddle to teleport lori wade and adrian to karnak much to lady true's dismay she really snaps here i love watching hong chow freak out
3: beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah
2: she's unraveling she's starting to throw a temper tantrum as dr manhattan is having a hard time being present manhattan didn't send angela away because he didn't want to be alone when he died so that sad was a
5: beautiful moment though um, that up. was
2: nice
4: that whole that whole last scene between john and angela just had me in tears that was yeah. so beautifully done
0: oh the doctor had know that the uh 10-year absence was would be a part of the whole plan because in episode 80 tells angela that that there's a 10-year span and during the relationship where he can't see so is that incorporated in the overall plan that he creates? It's, not incorporated. Just, it's no. not
4: incorporated in the plan, but once he, as, as uh, Lindelof said, once he downloads the new version of Dr. Manhattan, he incorporates the 10 years into his memories. And that's why he's able to be all of those things at the same time. It gets incorporated into John's memories, and so it all happens at once.
2: Lady True begins extracting his energy. Angela refuses to leave him. And when she asks where he is, Manhattan says, I'm in every moment we were together all at once. What a line! I yep. know. So it was sweet. Of a line,
5: I was like Tremendous. bawling. I'm not even kidding. So
2: yeah. finally,
1: so, yeah. where he wanted to be.
5: Correct. Exactly.
2: Correct. And he tells Angela he loves her before he disappears. Lindelof uh, had some great comments in the podcast about the way that Dr. Manhattan perceives time. He always knows that he loves Angela, but he doesn't feel the emotion, like the genesis of the emotion until the moment that he tells her he loves her. Right. So that's why the experiencing the moment is so important. Just because he knows it happens doesn't mean he has the feelings necessarily until it occurs in the actual timeline. So that's why he would still do something that he already knows is going to be good or bad.
0: Yeah. Right. Because it's not like he's every in every moment at once, but it's more of an experience thing. Yeah. He has access
4: to every moment at once. He's not in every moment at once. Although when he's in that lithium
2: thing, he's bouncing all over the place. So who knows where he is. So like when he's in the bar, Emmanuel and he tells her that he's always loved her. He knows that he's always loved her, but he's not feeling that burst of new love, right? Okay, until I get it. The moment in uh, the penultimate episode, Vite back at Karnak quickly comes up with a plan. Conveniently, the cephalopod obsessed Wade is there to tell him of the exact time of the last <laughs> Tulsa squid drop, <laughs> and Wade finally gets to confront the man yeah. that caused the the event that has haunted him his entire life. As Lori and Vite catch up, Lori brags about how she's now an FBI vigilante hunter, the best one they got, and Vite freezes the baby squids in order to fire a Gatling gun from the heavens. Wow. Even the squid drop from the first episode <laughs> coming back in a cruel, cool cruel way. Uh, Jake, he said it was automated, yeah. so your, your question's answered. They, they yeah. snuck that one in there.
1: They did. Did you notice that?
2: Oh, I did. I thought that I- was just for you.
1: <laughs> I sort of, like, okay. <laughs> uh, it didn't quite destroy everything in a five-mile radius, but it was interesting how they basically found a way to use almost the same ending as the graphic novel—a
2: rerun. Right? Yeah. Squid. Yep. Yeah, you betcha. And it's funny because lady true made fun of this yes at the beginning of the episode and it is what undoes her yeah i'll give him so i'll give him some leeway here for him targeting the entire city of tulsa <laughs> and ending up with accurate f- shots <laughs> at the specific point of downtown greenwood we'll let that one slide as well yeah Lori asked about john
5: do you think we'll really be able to save
4: john
2: oh i'm sure john's dead already But we have a
4: window of opportunity while her precious quantum centrifuge prepares his energy for transfer. Transfer into what? Into a most worthy adversary.
5: What's she gonna do with this power once she's got it?
0: She claims
4: she's gonna fix the world. How do you know she won't? Because she is clearly A raging narcissist whose ambition knows no limits. It's hubris, literal hubris. Anyone who seeks to attain the power of a god must be prevented at all costs from attaining it. But believe me, that girl will not rest until she has us all prostrate before her, kissing her tiny
2: blue feet.
5: Raging narcissist,
2: huh? Opus? Essay
0: Uno. Unum Conoscenti.
4: Takes on to no one. I loved that line so much. It's mm-hmm. a great line. It's not one of those things that started in Latin and got translated to English. It was a back translation from
1: <laughs> 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 the.
4: <a good> <laughs> so funny.
1: <laughs> Jeremy Irons was on fire this episode. I mean, as good as he was
2: he was crushing it he had more screen time than anybody i think it was amazing and he got to he got to play off of everyone like we we were so excited to see him even talk to cal
1: yeah
2: last episode and this episode he really gets to to deal with everybody even his unwanted (laughs) bastard daughter yeah (laughs) Angela is awakened by beyond as the cops arrive and the Manhattan phone booth rings. I didn't know that that was a two way phone. I thought maybe it was just a one way phone, but okay. Lori is trying to warn Angela as lady true extends her arms and prepares to absorb Dr. Manhattan's energy. There's an amazing shot as we see lady true's face in front of the cavalry's Jesus on the cross. They use that really well. And then she looks at her hand and finds a squid-sized hole as squid bullets <laughs> rain down from the sky. Angela runs toward the Dreamland Theater as the squids destroy the floating orb, sending Lady True's creation crashing down upon her as Jesus falls off the wall.
5: Mm. Beautiful. Beautifully done.
2: It was quite biblical. Instead of, you know, it was one of the plagues, plague of frozen squids that'll undo us all. Angela finds Will sitting in the exact spot where he watched Bass Reeves nearly a hundred years ago. And in the very first scene of this show, nice, circular, causal loop.
5: Yeah, they're really good at bringing everything full circle.
2: Big fan of that. The children are sleeping on stage. Will says sorry about Dr. Manhattan, but that he's not nearly as sorry that Lady True is gone. Will says that Dr. Manhattan told Will to make the deal with Lady True and asked Angela if she took his pills. Now you know everything, my origin story. He explains that he put the hood on, not out of anger, but fear and hurt. According to Master Yoda, these are all connected and Hooded Justice was a Sith Lord. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to
4: anger, anger leads to hate. Hate leads to
2: suffering. There you go. <laughs> that's amazing. But I'm willing to overlook that <laughs> for a nice emotional moment between family members.
3: Yeah, that was such a great scene.
2: You can't heal under a mask, Angela. Wounds need air. I loved that line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. And I think I think that was the reason why. Like, you get a line like that, and you're like, okay, I'm cool with this ending yeah. Yeah. here.
1: Yeah. 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 That's true. That. He well, and it was great to see him get a nice moment on screen like that. And I thought that was actually the most moving moment of the
4: show. That was well. It was definitely the theme of the show, you know. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) And to have that legacy, you know, from a hundred years delivered from him to her, in that statement—that's that was beautiful.
1: Yeah, his voice was so great in this show too.
2: It was. Right. Trauma causes people to put on the mask. They become cruel once they wear the mask. It might be their real identity as as it was for Rorschach and in the American Hero Story version of Hooded Justice. It's the true face. But as Lindelof noted on the podcast, Angela has been unmasked since like episode four. Mm-hmm. sister night hasn't been in action we see yeah. the costume hanging up she does the bulk of the run of the series here as angela abar which i think is important yeah will repeats the best phrase from the comic and the show you can't make an omelet without breaking a couple eggs <laughs> Seriously. something that dr <laughs> manhattan managed to say to will In the scene that we didn't see, (laughs) where he also explained the entire (laughs) events of this episode. And Angela is very attuned to that and frustrated by it. She doesn't understand, but she still invites Will to stay in their guest room for a couple of nights.
5: Just for a couple of nights. Just for a couple of nights. nights.
2: And you can get your shit
1: together and get out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Vite takes Lori and Wade into his garage and offers them a ride home and Night Owl's repaired airship. It's been a hoot! <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Amazing Night Owl joke. <laughs> Blake places Adrian under arrest <laughs> for all of his actions, which he laughs off saying there's no proof. <laughs> and Wade, who came back to the cavalry to collect the video pulls the dvd out of his pocket right is not taking this well i just saved mankind again yeah <laughs> but wade knocks him out with the wrench because he talks too much <laughs> and they drag him onto the <laughs> airship <laughs> oh what a beautiful morning from oklahoma plays as angela leaves the theater red scare and pirate jenny taken a shocked beyond who survived by staying in the phone booth. Angela takes everyone to her secret lair in the bakery, and Topher puts the pieces together as he looks at the sister night costume. Angela puts the kids to bed and finally goes into the kitchen to clean up Dr. Manhattan's waffles.
5: Those damn eggs.
2: Right where she left them. As Angela stares at the blood-soaked atomic ring, Will apologizes for Dr. Manhattan, calls him a good man, but also says... He could have done more. Angela begins cleaning and sees that one egg is still in the carton, unbroken. She recalls the conversation on their first date. She goes out to the pool the next morning, eats the raw egg and slowly lowers her foot towards the water as I and the Walrus plays. Credits! That was gross, though, eating that raw egg. Come on. So Uh my biggest question, would the egg lose its powers (laughs) if it's cooked? I guess that's a risk you can't take. If you crack that egg, you might dilute some of the powers. I mean, at least
5: put it in like a shake or something, you know?
1: Well, he showed her how to take it, right? She should have put it in a beer. Beer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. But it was still early. And, and, And it doesn't matter to me one way or the other what happens after, and I... Seriously, hope I never find out. But, but really, the only thing I wanted to have happen was for her to go plunging into the water and then come up and go, mother.
2: Fuck! Yeah, that's what I <laughs> <laughs> this wanted to be a prank. I wanted that spit take ending. I'm with you. For some reason, after all this journey, I was like, give me the funniest, silliest ending to this show right now, and have yep. her just face plant into the pool.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after saying motherfucker, just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh at her silliness. I would have ended it that way. What the fuck? Yeah. And then Lou Man comes <laughs> out and squirts over some more. Lou Man
2: shows up. Aha! <laughs> I'm Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, it turns out
5: Dr. Manhattan you know, went totally from to off. holographic.
2: No no doubt, Jake. No doubt. But I can't, I can't stop myself from wanting what I want sometimes. I he, wants I he wants
5: what he wants.
1: Give us our fun. I thought it was a sweet ending in that sense. Yeah. I mean, it really that really solidified the idea that this was essentially the Sister Night origin story. Absolutely. You know, or whoever she becomes hereafter.
4: Sister Manhattan.
1: <laughs> Sister
2: Manhattan. Hey. It reminded me quite a bit of the Inception ending with the spinning top. Yeah. Big top. Yeah. Big time. That yeah. was more unclear, though.
1: That was much more unclear. I feel like this was an answer.
0: And the ending was kind of leaving it open for interpretation. You know, just coming up with your own theories of what yeah, you think happened. No, like, I don't think so. I, don't so
1: think
3: I will so. say in Inception, I don't think he ever got out. That's just my opinion.
1: That's the thing. Inception was completely unclear what it meant. This, I think there's no, this was just to pay homage to mm-hmm. the sort of unresolved ending of the graphic novel, right, or the cliffhanger, right. if you will, this this kind the of cl- idea.
4: the cliffhanger of the graphic novel, and and
1: and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they couldn't. But this up- was utterly clear that she was. That's why he left it. He's giving her the choice. Right. The whole thing about him, and this is why all the speculation that he may have already transferred his powers made no sense, because. He told her very clearly in the previous episode that I wouldn't give my powers to somebody without their consent. That's true. So yeah. the, by leaving the egg in the kitchen, he's saying it's your choice. What surprised me was how quickly she made that choice. If it was indeed the next day.
2: Yeah, she slept on it. <laughs>
1: She's like, I'll take
2: that guy's yeah. shit. yeah with all the clues that he left the walking on water you'll need this for later the conversation about the egg in the bar all the all the clues were there to make us think that it was his powers what would have been more
1: unresolved to me or more of a cliffhanger would be to cut With her holding the egg, standing at the water's edge and letting us wonder if she she decided to take the powers on or not.
4: Yeah, you could have literally just had
2: her looking at the egg. Yeah. Yeah.
5: But But we all know know, the whole, like he said, the whole thing, the standing on the water, it's important for later.
2: Yeah. For some reason, walking on water is the power that she was most fascinated by.
5: Right. She doesn't try to like, you know, teleport or anything. She just goes immediately for the pool. Baby steps, baby steps. Baby steps onto
2: water. Baby Jesus steps. Well,
4: that's
1: why I thought the the biggest choice is, do you want this? Knowing what you know about
5: oh, my
1: experience, experience yeah. right? Because nobody knew it more recently than she did. And she's one of the few. We don't even know if Lori Blake understood, but we assume she did, mm-hmm. right? I think it would have been interesting to let us wonder if she just dis- what she decided to do,
3: yeah, and then she's going to end up not having a choice either.
4: How's that? Right. Gonna,
5: how's that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 irony.
4: And don't forget, don't forget what Wright said. Anyone who seeks to attain the power of a god must be stopped at all cost from attaining it. You know. She, the, yeah,
5: she not seek it, or did it fall into she her She wasn't lap, seeking
1: it, though. Yeah. In the what? same way,
5: well, she's, she's choosing
1: it. Yeah. She's, she's choosing it. Yes, choosing it, choosing it. <laughs> now, so <laughs> let's get though to the question of: Do we think? Because I, I thought one of the nice that was a great statement by Will. He could have done more because we did. I mean, it was kind of a question: Is like, well he left. He made. Subpar human life up on Europa. He left them because he got sick of them. The question is, what could he do that was good for anybody? He could create life, but was it quality life?
3: There's a, there's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking on uh, Dr. Manhattan's powers, on what he should do with them or not, and right. with from all these from all these people. Who are just so flawed themselves? It's just it's just pretty funny where that comes Is from, that right? And, and I think kind of, and I think that's kind of the point. It just, like uh, it's kind of the point of some of the message of the of the the show in general, and and the irony in itself that these people, um, like Keen and uh, Lady True, like all these people, were saying, "Dr. Mahan should have done more. I would have done more with it." And they all, all end up having their own narcissistic. Uh, means Um, to an end as far as what they want
1: to do with it as well. Well, what's interesting about Manhattan is that he didn't have a choice in the decision. It's not something he wanted or it's just something that happened. Right. right. So you could perceive his journey as a purely existential journey. Like this is not what I wanted. Like, and he's always adjusting and trying maybe to put it to good use, but not really having any ambition for that power.
0: Why should he, you know, what does he, what does he owe, you know, to humanity essentially for him to do more of what people expect him to do?
1: Well, he tried that with, with Vietnam. And he regretted
0: it. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I, I just kind of think from his kind of standpoint, it's like, you know, what do I owe and why should I do the things that. Humid, humidity. Ask. You want
5: to know them. what it is, Emmanuel? With great power comes great responsibility.
4: <laughs> Eden, God bless you. God bless you, Eden. That's great. Coming from Eden, that's 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 tremendous. And, and- in comic book terms, that's in literary terms, that's actually that's actually one of the best one of the best questions uh, one of the best statements you could make. But I also liken, you know, what is this god person, this godlike person? Why, if you look at how many people reject um, God, because how can there be an mm-hmm. omnipotent being who allows all this shit to happen in the world? Which is right. literally the same question they're posing about Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Mankind is not really capable of having a god. It doesn't know what to do with that kind of power. And then you turn it the other way around, and then look what look what the the poor the poor bastard who has to play god gets stuck with. No wonder. I mean that that feeds that feeds your uh, Jake your idea that it was a uh, it was death by suicide. Wouldn't you want yeah. out if
1: you were? Not, wouldn't you yeah, want? I that? think I, I think that's one of the more appealing storylines to me is that. He wanted to be human again, and he wanted to forget about the burden of being a god and right. what that meant, and and the experience of being yeah, a god. Yeah. So I could only read that ending as as planned, intentional on his part.
2: Everybody has big ideas for what they would do with godlike powers until you get godlike powers and you realize that time is a flat circle. And you have no choice, right? <laughs>
1: right,
2: right. <laughs> big Doctor Manhattan. What is he? Yeah. doing? Big Lady Drew.
3: What's to purify <laughs> the air?
2: What has she even done? I th- I think that is a big question how you know jake is obsessed with this did dr manhattan have choice (laughs) right that's that's a it's a huge question it's yeah it's presented to us that he doesn't but we can't know because we can't feel what he feels and so it's it's interesting to ponder whether lady true would have been able to control herself if she had absorbed these powers if she really even if she had the best intentions and wanted to do all this good. Right. Would it have been up to her at that point?
1: Right. And, and and who are you thereafter? You you know, he was no longer John Osterman when he became Dr. Manhattan.
2: There was the transition that occurred. Yes. He took elements of, of Osterman, but it, he is something entirely new.
1: Yeah. So she wouldn't be able to necessarily hold on to Lady True very long. Right and hold on to that game plan for very long it would change i mean that's sort of in the text so it's po- po- it's possible she would become even exceed expectations but who knows
2: uh i'm not totally in Veid's camp that she would have been bad i think yeah. he just didn't want anybody else right. <laughs> to,
1: He'd rather to have the have power. nobody yeah let's get rid of this yeah
2: Because he calls her a most worthy adversary. And she has been, but he wants to win. He's very competitive. So I don't want a season two. I think we're pretty much all in agreement that we do not want a season two. But if there was one, where are we at? So Lori and Wade could be partners at the FBI. Vite could face actual consequences. He could go to trial again. (laughs) We've seen a trial. The the real trial of Adrian Veidt would be
4: fascinating. And then I want him found guilty and I want him plopped into a jail cell next to Dan Dryberg.
2: There you go. That'd be a a good little arc. Mm -hmm. Beyond is still alive and probably capable of running True Industries and cloning her daughter. (laughs) (laughs) And bringing Lady True right back and just starting that all over again.
5: Full circle. Yeah, this show does like to come full circle.
2: Angela could possibly have some Manhattan-like powers or not, wherever we are with her. Dan Dryberg is in jail somewhere, as you said, Dad. But most importantly, Lubman's just getting started. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Which takes us to the PDPedia. Especially if you read that PDPedia, baby. In a memo by Deputy Director Farragut on October 1st, 2019, we learned that Dale Petey has been fired. Oh his boss has found his files, and we're not pleased. This isn't FBI work when you have blueprints of giant dildos in your computer. That's fireable offense. His (laughs) office also contained a jug of what appears to be some kind of canola oil. (laughs) Then there's a joke about Nine Inch Nails' new album, which I thought was a funny little Trent Reznor (laughs) shout-out. And we learn that Petey refused to return to Washington. He has vigilante tendencies, and it is clear... That Lube Man has taken it upon himself to continue the investigation in Tulsa. Ah,
5: oh, shit. You know, when you put on the mask, it changes you.
2: That's right. So, like I said, I don't want a season two. But if there was one, would you rather pick up with these pieces here or start over completely?
1: I, I mean, I, I really am in the camp of it's dangerous to start going down side roads because the stakes can't be this high. And I don't think it'll be, I just don't know how it could be as ambitious as this. But I guess I would like to see something much farther in the future so that it could incorporate Angela in whatever form she's taking.
2: Push the ball down the road even a bit further. Yes. Have this show be the mythology for the next show.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: In the way that the graphic novel is the mythology for this
1: hmm. Yeah, exactly.
2: I, I, I think I would enjoy to see these characters back, but there's just no way that the plot would be as fun.
1: Yeah, oh, it will be slight.
2: And so it would be a cash grab. So it, it'll be interesting to see what plays out.
1: I mean, here's the thing, Maze. It's like if they were going to do multiple seasons, they really would have had to expand this very storyline across three or four seasons.
2: Yeah, he right. wouldn't have emptied the clip of frozen yeah, squid and right. the Gatling gun all at once. Right? This would have been parsed out. This
1: was but a I'm finale for all of... It was a real ending. It was, it a was perfect. Ending.
5: I yeah. liked it. I enjoyed it very much.
2: You can't make an omelet without breaking a couple of eggs. So it's Easter egg
0: time. Just give me all the bacon and eggs you have. Wait, wait. I worry what you just heard was... Give me a lot of bacon and eggs. What I said was, give me all the bacon and
3: eggs
2: you have. Do these eggs. Let's crack these eggs. <laughs> Turns out that season two, episode seven of The Leftovers was called A Most Powerful Adversary. Yeah. I couldn't track that phrase to its origin, but it's something that Lindelof has kicked around before. For the smartest man in the world, Adrian Vite really needs to change his computer passwords. Ramsey's two was also his password in the comic at his New York office. And the prompt to reveal the fridge full of jizz is to untie the knot which, of course, refers to the Gordian Knot once again. Oh. Before Beyond says, fuck you, Osmandius," she quotes the real lady true. Yes. I want to ride the strong winds, crush the angry waves, slay the killer whales in the eastern sea, chase away the Wu army, reclaim the land, remove the yoke of slavery. I will not bend my back to be a slave. This was a joke in... The comic as well, but just the idea of an actor with the initials RR becoming president has always been a shot at Ronald Reagan, that cowboy actor. (laughs) Veit says Israel is desolate and her seed is no more. Palestine has become a widow for Egypt. That is referencing the Merneptah Stele. No, that was fascinating. His use of that. First of all, uh,
4: it was found in the, the 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 big British guy that filled the British Museum with all the stuff they raided out of Egypt. But it was it is the only
2: Indiana Jones. Mm,
4: Yes, honey. Indiana. (laughs) Very good. Um, It's the only existing it's the it's the earliest existing reference um, in written texts to Israel. It is the only written text of ancient Egypt's time to the existence of Israel. Um, And the the, just a little uh, the place where it was found is right across the river from the original Karnak. So it's just it was so cool. I started digging into this and having the best time because it sounded like it was from the Bible and it wasn't. It was from whatever uh, what i didn't look up was is what does menepta seal mean but uh, there we are
2: M- the menepta stele is the just the name it's basically a giant stone that was right. engraved right. so that's right. just what they call it okay when angela breaks the fingers one by one for info that's just like rorschach keen's underwear looks like dr manhattan's vietnam outfit everything dr manhattan says when he is imprisoned in the cage are direct quotes from the graphic novel that's Night Owl's original airship Archie that's still in Karnak's garage. And this one was so this is such a nice touch. Only the Dr. M is illuminated from the Dreamland Theater sign after the squid rain. I love that.
5: Oh, yeah. nice. I don't right. know if I noticed that.
2: Yeah,
4: it is. first time around. Yeah, noticed it right
2: away. Yep.
4: Mm.
5: I mean, this is definitely getting a rewatch at some point.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, we're going to we're going to put this down for a little while. We're gonna, we're going to decompress. We're maybe going to sleep it off for 2 days like will. And then eventually we'll we'll have to come back to Watchmen, but such a joy.
5: Yeah, big a lot of fun.
2: Such an unexpected pleasant surprise down the stretch of this year. I remember us pulling out of Succession season 2, we're like, "Ah, oh, can we just Take a yeah. break, catch up on some other stuff. No, Watchmen's already started, demanded attention from the beginning. It got my dad an extended run on this podcast, which everyone is so happy about.
4: Yay!
3: Yes, yeah, it's is so much
2: fun. For my guests, Jake Hoy, Eden Liu, Anthony Canton third, Emmanuel Adetungi, and Walter Mays, I'm Anthony Mays, and we'll see you next time for our top 10 shows of 2019.